So many teenagers waiting to be adopted from foster care feel like their lives are over. They've given up hope of having a permanent home and are terrified of aging out with no support system. Right now, more than 113,000 children are waiting to be adopted in the U.S. The Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption is dedicated to finding them the right family before it's too late. Learn how you can help at davethomasfoundation.org slash learn more. Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at ixl.com/fine. Visit ixl.com/fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's ixl.com/fine. The following podcast contains explicit language. Kristen. Yes, Jolenta. I have a question for you. Yes, my friend. What makes a good apology? Uh, step one, being Minnesotan. Step two, oh gosh, there, I'm so sorry. Did I give you too much hot oh dish gosh. on that plate? Is that, Do you want I a don't pop? Want, I don't want oh, to be sorry, so pushy. Oh, sorry, you don't drink pop? Oh gosh, did I hold the door open too long for you there? Don't want to get any of those blizzards in here. Not in the front door. I don't know, Krista. I mean, I love your adorable accent and like very accommodating nature, but I think there is more to it than just being Minnesotan. Oh gosh, then. What, what would you say there that it is? Well, I don't know, but lucky for us, the very cool people over at the Science of Happiness podcast think they know, and they've given us a bonus episode challenge that will hopefully teach us how to make an effective apology. Ooh, well, gosh, there, let's get to it, huh? Oh, yeah, let's do it, let's girl. Let's do it. That's right. It's time for another By the Book bonus episode, our Between Seasons treat for your ears. And today, our friends over at the Science of Happiness podcast have asked us to be their happiness guinea pigs. For those of you who don't know, the Science of Happiness is a show that brings together science and stories about living a meaningful life. They highlight the most provocative and practical scientific findings about compassion, gratitude, mindfulness, and even awe. And what's really cool is they're co-produced with the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. So they have some real science backing them up. 
oh my God, can you imagine being a greater good scientist? What if that was your job title? I would love that job title. Nutso. What does the business card say? Like, just greater good, steady happiness. Yeah, I'm I'm, a doctor. I'm a scientist of the greater good. Yeah, Yeah. like you're welcome. (laughs) So let's talk about what we're going to do this bonus episode. So for this bonus episode, we're going to follow the four steps that the Greater Good in Action Guide recommends for making an effective apology. And you can find a link to that guide in our show notes. Here's how you do it. Step one, acknowledge the offense. Acknowledging the offense is an essential element of a good apology, but many apologies don't do this adequately. Apologies are most likely to be well-received if you show that you recognize who was responsible, who was harmed, and the nature of the offense. For example, saying, I made a mistake is more effective than saying, mistakes were made, which fails to allocate responsibility. Similarly, acknowledging that harm occurred is better than making vague statements that minimize the legitimacy of the offended person's grievances. For example, I'm sorry you feel hurt. Oh, God, I hate I that. I hate that. <laughs> that is the worst apology in the world. <laughs> or apologies that fail to acknowledge the specific offense. For example, I'm sorry for whatever I said yesterday, rather than I'm sorry for making that insensitive joke. Step two, provide an explanation. In some cases, it's helpful to explain an offense, especially to convey that it was not intentional and that it will not happen again. But explanations that sound like excuses or blame the victim, for example, you were really getting on my nerves, uh, those tend to be counterproductive. It's better to say there's no excuse for my behavior than to offer a shallow defense. Step three, express remorse. When you hurt someone, it's natural to feel shame, humiliation, or remorse. Expressing these feelings communicates that you recognize and regret the suffering you caused. Be careful of phrases like, that was uncharacteristic of me, which might convey that you aren't taking full ownership for what happened. Instead, acknowledge your disappointment in yourself and your commitment to improve. Step four, make amends. A good apology should include efforts to repair the damage done. Reparation for tangible offenses, such as a loss of property, might involve compensation or replacement, whereas reparation for less tangible offenses, such as a violation of trust, must involve taking steps to improve your behavior, such as attending marriage counseling. When considering how to best make amends, be sure to ask the offended person what would mean the most to them, rather than simply doing something to relieve your own feelings of guilt. Self-punishment, for example, might alleviate guilt without actually benefiting the victim. That's what our happiness guinea pig assignment says. And so that's what we did for one day straight. Nice. Nice play on format. Yeah, did it. (laughs) Yes. So, Kristen, let's talk about your apology. How sorry were you? Who were you sorry to? Who did you apologize to? All right. So I was sorry to my husband, Dean. Nice. But before I explain what I did wrong and what I apologized for, I need to preface all of this by Mm -hmm. just explaining something about Dean. Okay. So it's been mentioned in the show before by me, by you, by Dean, that he loves cooking. He is a man in the kitchen. He just loves his kitchen. He just loves cooking and like rubbing your feet because he's made up. (laughs) (laughs) Because he is a figment of our dreams. I mean, no, he's real. I've seen him in person. He just loves to cook. It's insane. And he loves his gadgets. He's such a tech nerd and he loves all of his cooking gadgets. And some of these, I don't even understand what they are. Like one year, Santa brought him a sous vide. Do you even know? Oh, that's like where you put something in a baggie and then cook it in hot water. Like, what does it mean? Yeah. So every year, Santa brings him a different cooking gadget kind of like that. 
And last year, Santa brought Dean an Instapot. And if you don't Never know what an Instapot it. is, it's kind of like a cross between a slow cooker, a rice cooker, a pressure cooker. Oh, my gosh. It supposedly does everything. Supposedly, it even makes yogurt. It does no. everything. Dean loves this machine. He uses this machine every single day. He spends hours in the kitchen just with his Instapot doing all sorts of Instapot things. I just imagine him like sitting at a kitchen table with his arm around an Instapot being like, hey, buddy, like just hanging out in the kitchen. He just loves it. That Instapot's his little dude. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it as much as I love reruns of the Golden Girls. That's how much he loves it. It must be very comforting to him. All right. So I've now elaborately explained how important this is to him. Yes. And I must also explain that the way the Instapot works is it needs a very special snap-on lid to work, which comes with the Instapot. Right. So that's very like pressure cooker. Yes. It's a very special lid that is ringed in hard plastic and has all of these different components and parts. Now, let's get to the offense. There Mm -hmm. was one night recently where I decided I was going to help Dean in the kitchen, which... I shouldn't have helped him in the kitchen. I should just let him do the kitchen thing because that is his realm. That's that's his, his domain. Yes, that's where he belongs is in the kitchen. And I don't belong in the kitchen. But I was trying to be helpful. We were going nuts. We were cooking. The oven was on. The stove was on. Everything was going. Machines were buzzing. And at one point, the thing that was on the stove in front of me, mm-hmm. it was splattering a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was turned up really, really high. And I just needed to grab a lid to cover it. Of course. And I reached for the nearest lid, which was the Instapot lid. And before you knew it, the plastic was melting. No. The house was filled with smoke. No. It was a freaking disaster. So you put the Insta lid on something that wasn't the Instapot? Nope. Nope. I I did not. Yep. So Dean grabbed the Instapot lid off and he's like, my baby, what happened? Oh my God, what's going on here? And then um, it was ruined. It, was, it couldn't go back on. No, it couldn't go back on. There was melted plastic everywhere. There were probably oh, toxins in the no. air still in our apartment. That's so gross. It was really bad. And this is a toy he uses several times a day. And now it's not You working. ruined it. I just, I completely ruined it. And I felt horrible. Well, it sounds like it would be a perfect time to practice your apology skills. Yes. Well, after I got done with all of the blubbering and the apologies that night, which, by the way, were not the kinds of apologies that follow these four steps. I went through the proper four steps the next day. I see. And I called him on the phone to walk through those steps with him. Interesting. Listen. Hey, this is Dean. Dean, it's Kristen Meinzer, your wife. Hey, honey. How are you? Hi, honey. I want to apologize about last night. I'm so, so, so sorry about putting your Instapot lid on the skillet on the stove. I'm sorry for melting it. I'm sorry for ruining your favorite kitchen toy that Santa brought you last year. I know it was a dumb mistake, and I shouldn't have done that. I should have been paying more attention. Oh, it's okay, hon. It was just an accident. But I feel just horrible about it, and I won't do it again. And I want you to know that I've done everything I can to make amends. I um, went to the old apartment building in the basement where the old neighbor left their Instapot, and I found that what they had was actually not an Instapot, and it was dented, but I still brought it home anyway for you this morning. And I put out a notification on my Instapot Facebook community, and thanks to their feedback, I found out that Instapot actually just sells the lids themselves. So I ordered one for you, and it will hopefully arrive in the next week and a half. 
Um, it, hon, it's just fine. I, you know what? You've been nothing but, uh, you know, really sorry and apologetic about it ever since it happened. But it was just an accident. These things happen. I know. Um, and uh, you've done more than enough to, uh, to, to make up for it or replace it or whatever. It's, uh, it's going to be great. I mean, you really are, however, going to be super sorry. Soup. <laughs> You're just the best yeah. husband ever. You're the best husband ever. I love you, and I know we all make dumb mistakes, but this was a dumb mistake that broke your toy. So thank you for just being really sweet and forgiving about it. I really appreciate it, honey. You are more than welcome. That's just who we are. I love you, baby. I love you, hon. All right, have a great rest of the day. I love you. All right, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Dean. Love you. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was good. Thanks. You guys are just so well natured. Like, like it's just so good to each other Aww. to begin with. Thank you. We try, but you know, we all screw up sometimes. Like, clearly, I almost burned down the house. So, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, fortunately, just to bring the story full circle, mm-hmm. that Instapot lid that I found that nice. I ordered, yes, it arrived only a week later. So Dean Perfect. really only had to go a week without his Instapot. So. Um, it all worked out in the end. He's cooking That's again. So He's instapotting away. I love it. Yeah. And I want to hear all about your apology, though. Enough about this instapot. Enough about this, Jolenta. I want to know what you did. Well, I'll tell you what I did after this break. How's that? Okay. Let's do it. We'll take a break. Great. Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. You are a beautiful woman. Why, thank you. And I am a beautiful woman. It's true. We both have beautiful bodies that deserve comfort, that deserve fit, that deserve all of the great things that Third Love offers in their fantastic bras. Yeah. Third Love even has 100% fit guarantee on their bras. Their team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect size bra with the perfect fit. And if you don't love it, there is no problem. You can return it and exchange it for free. It's super easy. And one of the things I love most about Third Love Bras, they have tagless labels. No itching. They have straps that won't slip. They have ultra soft smoothing fabrics and lightweight, super thin memory foam cups. I just love Third Love Bras. Me too. Makes your body so comfy while enhancing your beauty. (laughs) And their new cotton collection is top rate. Third Love takes its customer input seriously. They recently launched their most requested style, the cotton t-shirt bra and cotton underwear collection. It took two years to develop and to perfect the cotton collection, which is made with a premium cotton called Pima. And the result of that work is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, breathable bras and underwear that you'll just want to wear every day because they are so comfy. I do wear them every day, wearing them right now. Yeah, that's my personal experience. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash buy the book now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash buy the book for 15% off today. Okay, we are back. And Jolenta, it's time to hear all about your apology experience. Tell us about it. How did your apology go? Who did you apologize to? Uh, I also apologize to my partner. Yay, let's Yay. apologize to husbands. Yay, I mean, 
I probably the person I apologize to the most or need to apologize to the most would be my husband, Brad. And uh, we weren't really arguing about anything when we got this assignment. So I decided I would just ask him if there was anything from our past that's been lingering, you know, weighing on his soul that he doesn't feel ever got a proper apology. So this is what he said. So owe me an apology. I don't know. But, like, the thing that springs to mind Mm -hmm. is how when we went to Argentina together Mm -hmm. on our big trip, Mm -hmm. you were a little uninvolved, I guess. Sort of just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were enthusiastic, but it's not like we were planning it together. Like, I was planning parts of it. And then on the plane, on the way there, basically, you finally were kind of like, wait, how long are we in the country for? And I was like, this is how... Well, like we're here for 12 days and we're going to do this and we'll do this. And you're like, what? We're going to spend a week there and then we're going to spend another five days in Buenos Aires? You know, you got very surprised and very upset. And I guess I'm still, I now understand how I should have handled my part of it better. Mm -hmm. And I was very focused on myself and what I wanted to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I've apologized and we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. I am still, I guess, a little hurt that you didn't, that you, that you basically said you were on board with something and said you were excited about something and sort of decided not to check in about, not just check in with me. I feel like you didn't even check in on your own feelings mm-hmm. until it was too late. Whoa. So, yeah. This is dramatic. This is like makes the Instapot lid look like I chose a stupid thing to apologize well, for. Well, you chose the thing that had happened like right when we got the assignment where I was like, Brad, like look at our 10 years of being together. What's the thing that like you still resent me for? <sighs> you know, yeah. it was, you know, I, I asked I asked for it, I guess. <laughs> and like, you know, this was a situation we both sort of messed up on. He kind of got carried away in his research and planning, and I let him do that and didn't, like, I didn't really care. It was his thing. We were going on this trip to celebrate him coming home from living on the road for a year covering the 2016 election. So it was a sort of like, yay, let's get to know each other again. And, like, because he was the one who had left, I was like, great, you do the work to, like, bring us back together. But I ended up having, like, a huge yelling, crying fight meltdown during our super long flight to Argentina and I basically was yelling at him about how I felt trapped and I just wanted to spend time with him and not like go on a bunch of hikes with strangers and I threatened divorce said our marriage felt like jail like I went to town whoa um and he has apologized a lot for sort of absentmindedly planning like his dream vacation without checking in with me but I never really dealt with my part about like just sort of standing by the wayside and like punishing him after the fact and Mm. not like checking in with myself or him like he said so what did you do then for the apology? I mean, this has been festering for years now. Yeah, yeah, like two and a half years-ish. So uh, what I did is I just followed those directions uh, on the Greater Good in Action website. And uh, first I wrote out my apology, and then I went and read it to Brad. So here I am. Brad. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared, too. <laughs> I don't know why I need to laugh. 
Let me just take one sip of wine. <laughs> it's a big sip. I know. Okay. Brad, I definitely messed up with the Argentina trip. Um, I'm sorry I didn't do any research or planning. Uh, and I'm sorry I said everything sounded fine without knowing if I meant it or not. And I definitely misled you. And misleading people is not okay. But I promise that I only did it because I was trying to make you happy. Um, and, uh, you know, once plans were set and I felt trapped by meeting all of your needs instead of checking in with any of mine, I, I exploded. And I'm disappointed in myself for not being able to say how I felt in the moment uh, and waiting until how I felt like overwhelmed the moment. So I want you to know that I promise I'm working very hard on um, to not just blindly agree and let resentment build up so it explodes. Like I want to stop doing that and I am really trying to get better at that because I know it's a problem I have. And if it's okay with you, I want to also start planning things for us together that maybe aren't something that you would pick on your own or I would pick on my own, but like something that works for our dynamic as a couple. That sounds like a really great apology, Jolenta. Was it okay? I thought it was really good. You it's hit all so different four from how I of the steps. You can hear like when I like check each step off. It's like, when all right, like, step three. Yeah. Well, you acknowledge. But it worked. It, it was great. Right? I thought it was really, really great. Thank you. Oh, I'm so happy you liked it. And I mean, I'm just curious whether or not you felt your apology was effective as far as how Brad received it, how you felt afterward, mm-hmm. how... It may or may not have changed things. Right. That sounds like a verdict. And as you know, Kristen, even in bonus episodes, we do the verdict after the break. All right. Well, let's get to that break then. Kristen, you know what I hate doing? Yes. Leaving my house. I knew you were going to say that. You love getting stuff delivered to you. I love being at home. I love working from home. I love thinking about my home. hate leaving my home. Well, one way you don't have to leave your home anymore is when you're getting contact lenses. That's because Simple Contacts lets you renew your prescription and reorder your contacts from anywhere in minutes. Your couch, yes, your office, indeed, the doctor's office, is now wherever you are. The Simple Contacts vision test is self-guided and takes less than five minutes. Think of how much time you save compared to making an appointment, getting to the eye doctor, taking time off, etc. You know, all that time away from your home. Yes. And while this isn't a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, the vision test is only $20. Compare that with an appointment, which without insurance, could cost up to $200. And I'm just going to say, Dean did this a few months ago, and he gets contacts now every time he needs them right to our door. That's amazing, especially because Simple Contacts has all the brands and types of lenses you're familiar with. So you never have to shop around to find something that works for your eyeball. You can just go with what you know. 
the contact lens prices are unbeatable, standard shipping is free, and best of all, they're offering a promotion to our listeners. Get $20 off your contacts at simplecontacts.com slash buythebook20 or enter code buythebook20 at checkout. That's promo code buythebook20 or simplecontacts.com slash buythebook20 for $20 off your contacts. Jolenta, yes. you know how I'm feeling right now? Hungry? Festive! And I have Uh-oh. been feeling festive for weeks. I've been getting ready for the holidays, and you know what I've been loving is checking out Mod Cloth's Holiday Gift Guide, featuring unique finds and perfect prezzies for everyone on your list, yourself included. And beyond their gift guide, they just have outstanding, beautiful party dresses at their party boutique. Discover everything from sheer lace to luxe velvet to irresistible sparkle. I love a sparkle. Mm, I like the velvet. Love it. It's sure to be a night to remember if you're wearing an outfit from Mod Cloth. And even if you're not as festive as Kristen is, it's still getting cold out. And Mod Cloth has tons of stylish outerwear that's sure to make an impression. And nice, cozy sweaters so you can just be nice and warm during this colder season. Yes, and Mod Cloth believes fashion should celebrate all women. That's why they offer a full range of sizes from double X small to 4X. So how are you going to festive it up? Mod cloth style, Kristen. Well, I'm already ahead of you. I ordered my sequin dress. It's oh my gosh! Very you beautiful and iridescent. I'm ready for all of the holiday parties. And in my world, those holiday parties started right around two weeks before Halloween. But my dress is going to be worn a lot over the next four months. I cannot wait to see it. You can get one too, as well as all the other great clothes at Mod Cloth. To get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com and enter code BUYTHEBOOK at checkout. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires February 2nd, 2019. That's code BUYTHEBOOK at modcloth.com for 15% off your purchase of $100 or more until February 2nd, 2019. All right. We are back. And... Jolenta, you and I gave some very heartfelt apologies to our husbands for me in the case of an Instapot disaster, for you in the case of a vacation disaster. Let's talk about whether or not our apologies did what we hoped they would. Did they uh, change our relationships with our partners? Did they make us feel better? Did they make our partners feel better? Do you and Dean have like a whole new dynamic? Do you feel like this is how you always apologize? Like what's happening? Well, I would say it's not that different from how we normally apologize to each other. Of course it's not. (laughs) Just naturally do it accidentally perfectly. Well, I'd say the bigger issue is that Dean and I apologize a lot. I think that New Zealanders might be similar to Minnesotans and that culturally it's just something you say whether you're trying to get past somebody on a crowded street or whether you are just trying to be nice to somebody, it's almost like a greeting and a goodbye. You just say you're sorry all the time. Right. So It's like aloha. Yes, exactly. So it was good to actually say I'm sorry with a deliberate plan in mind right. and the four steps. So right. that was, you know, slightly different. And I do have to say just apologizing and acknowledging and, you know, having him accept the apology even though it was just over an Instapot, which I shouldn't say just an Instapot because that's a machine that's over $100 and Santa had to save up a long time for that machine. (laughs) Um, But even with just an object, a toy, it still made us feel quite a bit closer after the fact. After the apology was done, there was a part of me that just felt some, you know, 
more tenderness toward him. Mm-hmm. And I think he yeah. felt it too, even though it was just an object. Right. But that what about what, what about you, Cholenta? Because you were dealing with much bigger fish than a kitchen toy. Right. I guess, well, first I want to start with Brad because my apology was to him. So I feel like regardless of how I felt about it, it's up to him to say whether or not this apology worked. Right. So yeah. so here are Brad's thoughts on this apology. That was really nice to hear. Really? Yeah. When you said when you said you misled me, that was really powerful just to hear you label it like that and say, like, I understand that that's what I did yeah. to you, even though I know I I know right, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't something you did maliciously and it wasn't something you did in a vacuum. Yeah, it like, wasn't like lying to like I understand that I did a lot fuck of you over wrong. or anything. But but like bottom line is like that's how I felt and that's because that's how you felt like you probably handled it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really nice to hear and then for you to say that you have like a way to try to make it better is really nice to hear. So I yeah, mean, that's like a, that's a kick-ass apology. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that sounds like a great verdict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I agree with Brad. It's a kick-ass way to apologize. The way the way the steps are broken down make it so helpful and approachable, and it's easy. It it, it makes it easy to get your head out of your own narrative because I think that's where I get tripped up with apologies because I'm so caught up in my own story about how I feel about it and like what my intentions were that I don't often pause to take myself out of out of that to be like, regardless of how I know I meant to do X, Y, or Z. What did it look like to this other person? Mm. What would it have felt like if you didn't have the context in my brain? You know, and it makes it way this this method makes it way easier to acknowledge how you may have hurt the other person, even if that wasn't your intention. And it gives you a chance to say that wasn't your intention, but not without acknowledging it first, because if you don't acknowledge it, it can seem like it's just an excuse of like, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Like, that's like not what I meant. Like a politician. Like, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that yeah, way. Yeah, where it's like, and Mistakes I, I think made. I do you a lot of like, way. sorry, you got upset because like, I'm right. You know, I do a lot of that kind of stuff, which is infuriating. And I would like murder me if I were married <laughs> to me. But yeah, I think it really helped me sort of break it down in a really productive way that got through to both of us. And afterwards I feel like the issue is kind of put to bed you Ooh. know like we can we joke about it and stuff or it comes up but there's not that sort of lingering like cringe after it gets brought up of like fuck I know we didn't like fully deal with that or you wow. know like I got I knew I got what I wanted out of his apology and his understanding of the situation but like I never gave it back and I can tell it bugs him you know mm-hmm. it, it helped sort of put it to bed and now we can move forward like it's just not lingering I loved it. I loved it. Like, I was shocked at how much this apology method, like, changed my little life. <laughs> I wish everybody apologized this way. I'm talking heads of state. I'm talking corporations. I'm talking mm-hmm. people sitting on boards. I'm, tra- I'm talking to you, crappy ex-boyfriends. All of you. Oh, yeah, every all person I've ever you dated. crappy ex-boyfriends. Yes. All of you. Everyone should learn how to apologize properly. It's part of being a fully formed human being, and it's part of being kind, and I promise if it feels the same way for you as it does for me and Jolenta, it will actually build a bridge rather than, yeah, rather than just make things worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like an exercise in putting yourself in someone else's shoes, like 
makes your life better. You don't like lose your power or your identity or your point of view. You like you just gain empathy and become a better, more well-rounded person, in my opinion. Absolutely. If you want to hear more about our apologies and about this method of apologizing, please check out the full episode of The Science of Happiness that we were recently guests on. We had a lot of fun and the conversation was really enlightening. It was truly a delight. It really was. And that's it for this bonus episode of By the Book. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, if you have any thoughts that you want to share with us about apologies, about your Instapod, about your vacations, about anything, drop us a line at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. Special thanks as always to our producer Cameron, to Nate Wida, our composer, to the Rizzos who sing our theme song, to the Science of Happiness podcast and Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley for having us be their guinea pigs. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Ready, Jolenta? Oh, I was you on go. Twitter. You have the first line. <laughs> no, we're waiting. I was waiting for Cameron to say we're rolling. Oh. And, oh, we're uh, rolling. well, you guys, uh, I'm trying some new medicine today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you tell? Uh, <laughs> I'm focused, but not on the right thing. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people.